How do we think about optional debt repayments in an LBO? All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Investment Banking Insights. This is the only show dedicated to helping you learn both the technical and non-technical aspects of the investment banking process. My name is Alex Mason and I am your host. Thank you so much for joining me today. We're talking about leverage buyouts today. And specifically, the question is this, how do optional debt repayments work? in a leverage buyout. How do the optional debt repayments work in a leverage buyout? Now, when a business executes a leverage buyout, part of the return from the deal comes from an increase in equity due to the repayment of debt. So you can imagine a private equity firm goes in, they find their target, the structure of the transaction, they lever up the company with debt, and then they've got this company now. They've acquired it. Well, when they go to sell it, what determines how much they sell it for? Well, there's of course, there's the multiple on the earnings. Ideally, you want to increase that multiple by increasing the quality of the cash flows and just the quality of the overall business in general. But also, you can increase the quality of the price that you get by lowering your leverage because that means less default risk for whoever purchases the business from the PE firm. So if you decrease the amount of that debt, you can increase your returns, uh, theoretically. So if you increase your equity due to the repayment of debt, that's going to be better for you from the private equity side. So some of this debt repayment, as the private equity firm holds onto this business, it's mandatory, right? You've got these debt payments that are agreed upon in advance, and you just have to make those payments every month or every year or whatever the the schedule is for that debt. But the corporation can also increase its equity further by making additional debt payments. The way I think about it is it's similar to if you own a home and you have a mortgage. I mean, you can rapidly increase your equity stake in the house by making additional debt payments on top of what you are already obligated to pay. This is something that I actually did in my own personal life, had a loan for 15 years, paid it off in substantially less than that. And so increased equity in a much quicker period of time by making additional debt repayments. So it's kind of the same thing, except just for companies. So let's think about how corporations should approach optional debt repayment in the context of a leveraged buyout. Well, first, we should note that not all debt types allow early repayment. And we covered this in some prior episodes. There are forms of debt that exist, such as senior notes, subordinated notes, mezzanine debt. They don't allow for prepayments. And remember why this is. It's because these are riskier debt contracts. So the lenders want to make sure that they actually get a chance to collect on the interest that they were promised. Um, So as for the other types of debt, this is where prepayment can become an option. So for the sake of today's episode in this discussion, we're really just concerned with number one, revolvers, number two, term loan A debt, and number three, term loan B debt. So what a company would do first is assess how much cash flow they have in the first place 
to pay off any debt, right? Because you need to understand how much you have to work with. If the, if the company doesn't have really any cash flow left to put toward extra debt, then it's kind of a moot point, right? So first of all, assess the level of cash flow that the company has. And this is the level of cash flow that's available after considering the mandatory debt payments that they already have to make. So that's the first thing. Then what the corporation would do is focus on using their cash flows to first pay any revolver balance that they have. Remember revolvers, this is the lowest type of interest rate debt high up on the capitalization chain. And the way I think about it is it's kind of like a credit card for a business. You just have this revolving balance back and forth of taking money out, paying it back, taking money out, paying it back. And companies do this all the time. So then after this, what they would do is make payments toward the term loan A debt. And then after that, any term loan B debt. And remember, this is these are payments above and beyond the mandatory debt payments. So you would calculate it as far as kind of this cascading payment schedule of what's mandatory first, then, okay, how much extra do you want to pay for revolver? How much extra do you want to pay for term loan A? How much extra do you want to pay for term loan B? And why would you do it this way? I was thinking about this. And remember that the higher up the capital chain you go, the shorter the duration of the debt. So even though the interest rates are lower, you'll want to focus on debt that's coming due soon, most likely more than the debt that's due later. And that's, I think this kind of makes sense intuitively. If you've got debt that's due in a year versus debt that's due in three years versus debt that's due in five years, you're probably going to prioritize the debt that's coming up sooner rather than later. So that's, in my opinion, why we would want to put more money toward the revolvers first, then the term loan A debt, and then the term loan B debt. So that's how you can think about making optional debt repayments in the context of a leveraged buyout. All right, all right. That's the episode for today. My name is Alex Mason. I am your host. Thank you for listening to Investment Banking Insights. Thank you so much for rating the show on Spotify and Apple. Thank you for sharing it with your friends. Thank you so much for your LinkedIn messages. I appreciate all of it. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. And I'll see you next time.